0: back to another episode of what the world needs more of. My name is Jerick Robbins. I am your host for this journey of the soul. Today we are having a very special guest. His name is Dennis. Thank you for joining us, sir. <laughs>
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're going to dive into the question of the show, which is what do you believe the world needs more of?
1: Awesome. Well, first, I, I, I think that what the world needs more of is, one, understanding identity, hmm. um, and I believe that, you know, in my generation, um, especially, that we have an identity crisis, so we, we say one thing, we do the other, you know, we commit to goals but never finish them, hmm. um, and we do the most to impress the people who like us the least, and the thing about identity is not, um, see, your identity is not defined by the things that you do, um, and be if you try to define your identity by what you do, you will always try to do more. I see many people that, you know, they, they put their identity based on, you know, their job or, you know, wh- what they're studying in school or what they want to study in school. And what they do is they chase these things, but then they soon realize that there's no fulfillment in that. And then also identity, your identity is not defined by what other people say about you. um, And especially in this generation, I think identity is, people's identity is based off of everything someone says about them. You know, that's why people build their social media profiles in such a way for, for, for people to just go on and, you know, like their posts, but really to, in a sense, you know, show them that they value them. So people search for meaning in that. And what they'll also find is that <laughs> you won't find any fulfillment in that. And then identity, you, you, your identity is also not defined by the things that you possess. Um, Another thing, I'm, I keep going back to the social media thing, but another thing is that, you know, people think that, you know, if I just get this or if I just earn this or I go buy this, then, you know, I'll be happy. I'll be, I'll be fulfilled. But that's also not true. Um, I believe that, you know, identity comes from what you believe. And, you know, what you believe is, you know, the way you're going to live your life and, you know, the, the way you're going to, you know, carry out those actions, a- actions in your life. So I believe that you know this world can be changed through community. That when people come together, sit down, and build a relationship with one another, they get to know more about each other. they get to learn about each other, and you and actually use their differences to make a difference. So that's you know that's the, that's the first thing I think this world needs more of. The second thing is really just compassion for other people. You know, placing yourself in someone's shoes and say you know hey what is this person going through? One thing that, you know, I always tell people when I'm speaking or something, I always say that, you know, in life you're going to go through something, and if you haven't gone through something, you will go through something, and that, you know, you know I don't, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but it will happen. And I believe that, you know, all of us, we walk around like everything is okay and everything is fine, but, you know, it, it just isn't. So understanding that, hey, if someone is lashing out at you, Maybe, you know, there might be something that's going on in their life that's causing them to do that. Or, you know, someone, it, you know, someone's honking at you, honking in you in tra- at you in traffic or, if you know, the person at McDonald's line is being rude to you. Whatever that may be, just know that there's a bigger story and there's a bigger picture to that. So just having, you know, compassion for those people and just understanding that, hey, you might not see the full picture, but there's something going on there. And the way you can change that story and you can change that narrative is by responding different, by treating people different, by being kind, even when it's hard. So that's the two things that that I think this world needs more of, you know, understanding identity, um, who you are, because I often say that you can't change the world around you until you deal with the things inside of you. So it's either you go change the world or the world will change you. And then two, just having compassion for other people and really understanding that, hey, something is going on in everybody's life and let's just try to be the best to one another.
0: Mm. So powerful. So powerful and so true. Now here's a question. Speaking of identity, what do you consider to be your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you and what are some of the moments that help shape it?
1: I think my wow factor is really um, my outlook on things. Um, You know, you, you, you hear this thing of, you know, life is life can be like playing a game of cards it's not about the cards that you have been dealt but it's about what you do with those cards so you can play a game of cards and have a bad hand and still win and in the same way you can have a great hand and still lose because it's not about the cards you've been dealt it's about what you do with them so in my life you know i can't control the you know certain certain circumstances that i was born into or my family issues or certain problems in my life but I can control how I view them. I, I say like this, you can't control your outcome, but you can control your outlook. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's my law factor because in, in anything I get myself into or any situation I'm in, I know that, you know, like, this will work out for my good and everything will be okay at the end. So that's how, you know, I can deal with failure or um, I can deal with rejection. And So in everything I do, I always go in with this positive attitude, almost, you know, with the sense that, hey, whatever I do, I can't lose because if, you know, in the end, if it's not my certain outcome, I know that I will learn something from that experience. So I would hmm. say that's my <laughs> wow factor.
0: And was it something that you were born with? Did you build it like a muscle over time? How did it show up?
1: I think for me, it's, you know, it's something I was born with. Like ever since I was, you know, ever since ever since I was young, it was just something that was just, tattooed in my brain if you would say because you know i was that kid that was bullied and i was that kid who was isolated because my story starts off that i'm not originally from this country i migrated here from haiti at the age of six and um you know even while i was being bullied and even when while i was isolated i always had this positive outlook uh that just you know carried me throughout life and that positive outlook turned into you know resilience in, in our program, what we teach students is transformative resiliency. So using your adversity and the things that happen to you to catapult you to where you want and need to be in life. Hmm.
0: I love that. I'm a huge fan of resiliency. I've, I've had the privilege of training with people just getting started in life all the way to the special operations teams for the Air Force and, and different units. And, and resiliency oh, seems awesome. to be the consistent thing. That, that mm-hmm. the people who make it, the people who thrive, not just survive, not just, you know, barely pull through, but the ones who actually thrive in so many different environments, yep. it, it always comes back to that resiliency factor. It's so powerful and so useful that y'all are bringing that into the schools and, and teaching that pe- at an early stage to get people into that motion because it makes a huge difference over time.
1: Crazy difference. Crazy difference. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's a question. What's the moment that made you feel incredibly humble?
1: I think really just <laughs> just my whole life, you know, um, that, I, yeah, I think it's really my whole life. I, I had many people throughout my life that, um, you know, basically took me in. I had many mentors in my life that, you know, even though my parents were always at work, so I was, I was never able to do things like sit down and have a meal with them or build a relationship with them. I had many mentors in my life that would take me and bring me into their own home and, you know, Shows me, you know, show me what a real family looks like and, you know, what bonding looks like and what creating a relationship looks like. And, you know, what it made me very humble because they took me in and that's not not something they had to do or it's not like a service, but it's just something they wanted to do. So the same love that they show me now, I want to show that same love to others.
0: Hmm. So beautiful and to be able that, to pay that forward. Yeah, and that has made
1: all the difference in my life. That's awesome, man.
0: Here's a question: What's an awe-inspiring moment over the years? Something that just left your jaw on the ground, in a moment of awe?
1: Um. So yeah. So um. So yeah. So uh, and a little bit backstory. So um. I'm the founder of We Dine Together, and We Dine Together is this you know m- movement that is. You know traveling all across the country and actually even in places like Hong Kong um, and I started it in, in my high school with this idea that relationships were built over the table and no one should eat alone so um, what we would do is we'd bring students to come together sit down have a meal with one another do different interactive activities so they can build a relationship with one another and so we would meet once a week in a classroom and on the days where we weren't doing that we would go back out into the courtyard so and just approach people and just you know either give them a compliment or you know just ask if we can sit with them, so there was one day where I went to you know i i went i, I approached someone to sit with them, and I asked him I asked him if I can sit with him, and he immediately said no, and I'm like, you sure he's like, uh, I don't know and then so, but I sat down anyway, so um the whole time I'm trying to have conversation with him, and he's just not budging and he's just not feeling it but and in a moment where many people would turn away I decided to stay there and not only that I, I did I decided to go back and so by Friday of that week um, he asked me Dennis why are you sitting with like me and I'm like dude we're friends <laughs> and so this dude just starts crying and he starts crying and I have no idea what he's crying and mind you we're in the cafeteria and th- I mean we're, we're in the courtyard and this school is 3,400 students, and we all eat lunch at the same time. And he starts crying. So, you know, I'm like, I'm feeling awkward. I'm like, okay, well, like, what's up with this dude? And then he tells me that, you know, in three years of being in that school, I was the first person to ever sit with, sit with him.
0: Mm.
1: And then not only that, so then not only that, but then two days later, Well, well, next week, right, by Tuesday, he brought two other students into the club that he went back out into the courtyard to reach out to. And for me, at that moment, I noticed that he realized that he was no longer a victim. You know, he was no longer the bullied kid, but he really had an opportunity to make an impact in the lives of another person. And I, I... that moment like when I told you I, I just broke down and that's still you know one of the main stories that motivates me today and many people would have just turned around but by me just you know just sitting down and really having genuine conversation with him he impacted two other people's lives and I think that's you know some that's something that we can all do you know just just simply just sit down with someone and that's what's, that's that's like the gas that keeps my fire going till this day.
0: Hmm. Paying that love forward, paying that connection forward, and and exactly. you know creating a transformative experience. A, a mentor, someone I read their book one time and look up to in his industry, he says you can create a transactional experience, you can create a relational experience, or you can create a transformational experience. And, oh, and what good. what happened is when you sat down and built a relationship. It wasn't a transaction, it wasn't, hey, I'll do this for you if you do this for me. It was a relationship, tell me about yourself, let's connect, let's, let's, let's get connected and really care about each other. But because you took time to have that relational experience with him, it transformed and became a transformational experience that allowed him, like you said, to go from a victim to a victor, or someone who felt like he was out to someone now who could go help others. And, and it's amazing how that happens with something seemingly so simple, sitting down and talking to someone seems simple, but it takes a lot yeah. of guts, takes a lot of courage, uh, takes a lot of heart. <laughs> takes a lot to do it. People don't realize exactly. it. Exactly.
1: And, and that's what I love about my job, because I serve as the director of Be Strong, and Be Strong is a na- uh, uh, a national nonprofit focused on bullying prevention. We actually do the world's largest bullying prevention event, mm. and what, and but now we, and we dine together as a key initiative, but now we have students all across the country doing this and now we're getting stories like that every single day of lives being changed just because one person decided to go up to someone sit down and have genuine conversation Mm -hmm. and then these students are beginning to realize that you know they're not a victim you know and they're not bullied or they're not the bully but they're just an individual that has you know limitless capability to create change in the lives of other people Mm. Uh, stories like this every single day and it, it, it just it makes me so happy you know just to be doing what I'm doing that's awesome just young leaders and it's, it, it's crazy inspiring
0: good work man it is inspiring now this is going to be an interesting twist with all this goodness going on what's your greatest fear
1: what is my greatest fear that's a hard one that's a hard one that is a very hard one. Uh, let me think about that. Um, I think for me, uh, growing up, my greatest fear um, was uncertainty. Mm. You know, not knowing how things are going to turn out. Um, and but my my greatest fear is actually t- it just to be you know completely honest. It's you know thinking about all of you know the relationships that I built at such a young age, because I am only 20, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, one day, because I have built all these relationships, um, you know, as people pass away, it's also like I think of it as relationships passing away in my heart, but, you know, in my mind, I know, you know, these are relationships that, in a sense, will last forever. So I think that's my biggest fear, of you know, having built all these relationships. And, you know, as I get older and, you know, move um, through this journey of life, you know, just saying goodbye, you know, just saying goodbye to people and, to, you know, that's that, that's my biggest fear. Hmm. Saying goodbye, that's my biggest fear.
0: Hmm. I can see why. You're so good at building relationships. You don't ever want to have to say goodbye to them, which is Exactly. I can feel that. Okay, what are you most excited about for your future?
1: Um, well, I'm just meaningful impact. You know that's 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 in the, that's the space I'm in, and that's where I you know I devote my time is just meaningful impact. Um, you know I really want to see these rates of bullying and suicide and depression um, just decrease, and that's like that's the space I want to be in. I know that all these students need is just the right approach. Um, for example, you know even in our schools we have this this top-down approach, this educator approach. But what we're taking on is this student-led approach, teaching students have that, hey, you can have an impact. Because we often say things like, hey, the young people need a voice, but oftentimes we don't give them the mic. So at, at my conferences, what I do is I actually just hop off stage and I just ask people and I ask the students, what do you want to see or what do you think your purpose is? And every time they talk about purpose, they have this firm understanding that purpose is not for them. Purpose is for someone else and that, you know, they were, they were created to help someone else out. And so every time I hear these things, it encourages me. So the thing I'm hopeful about the future is that I think we're going to see meaningful change through this generation because, you know, students are saying, hey, I'm going to create an impact. I'm I'm no longer going to live by the opinions of other people or what my parents tell me to do, but I'm going to be in the space of impact, whether I'm a teacher, a doctor, a janitor, whatever space I'm in, and that's what I'm happy about, just seeing the change that unfolds through this generation. I really believe it's going to be this generation that changes the world.
0: Mm, I love it. Now, we're going to switch gears to the second portion of our show. We call this nuts and bolts. It's our tangible, tactical, practical, applicable action stuff we can leave people with so they can immediately apply it in their life or business or world or school. And so the first question here is, what do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life on each day as of right now?
1: Um, For me, it's building genuine relationships Hmm. Uh, because I believe that relationships are really the only things that can last, you know? We oftentimes, you know, spend most of our time building a career or, you know, just trying to build success or trying to achieve success. And in doing that, sometimes we forget about the most important things in our life is relationships because you're not always going to have that job. You're not always going to have that money in your bank account, but I guarantee what you're always going to have is meaningful relationships in your life. And no matter what's going on in your life, that's the thing that you need to fall back on. So most of my time is spent on meaningful relationships. So how do you do this? It can just be as simple as, you know, going back to the table, sitting down, sharing a meal with someone, and not just having superficial conversation but having genuine conversation. Saying, hey, what's going on with you? How's your week going? You know, what do you need help with? What are you struggling with? having these meaningful conversations and I believe that change happens in these spaces and in these environments where students or actually anybody, students, leaders, teachers, professors, whoever, pastors, whoever you may be, just sitting down and having meaningful relationships. Because talking about things that will create meaningful relationships because I think that's what makes the that w- that's what makes the difference. So that's what I'm focused my time on. Even when I'm busy or when I'm traveling and that, that can be something as simple as, you know, sending 10 people a text a day, just telling them, hey, I appreciate you. I hope everything is going well. It's all about the little things that can add to big results.
0: Hmm. So true. Now, here's a question. In building meaningful relationships, and like you said, it doesn't matter if you're in school. It doesn't matter if you're in business. And, and, and I'll tell you, as much as it was a struggle in school, when you own a business and you're an entrepreneur and you're busy going from meeting to meeting and call to call, it's just as hard. And I'll tell you, it's just as impactful that if you go to wherever you go get lunch and you see someone sitting alone, go say hi, sit down with them, ask them about their life. The same principles apply. And, it, it, and I'll just, you know, Dennis, I'll tell you from experience, it gets almost a little bit harder as you go through different stages of life because... In school, there's lots of populations of people together in one location doing similar things. As you spread out and all of a sudden, I have moms tell me this all the time. It's very lonely as a mom because even though moms say we should all get together and we should totally take care of each other, they're busy running after their little one trying to get them dressed and trying to feed them and trying to take care of them and try to do their own hair and try to pay their bills and try to do everything else. And When they're doing all this stuff, it's hard to get together. It's hard to stay connected. They say. And so this concept plays into everywhere in life. I mean, if you want yep. to do something that will warm your heart, go to a hospital where someone doesn't have any family left and go sit down with them and bring them lunch and chat with them and talk with them and ask them these questions. It will warm your heart and it will bring you know light to their world. So what you're doing applies so deeply in where you're doing it and it applies so much everywhere in the world. I've, I've, I've seen it. I've had the ability to travel to places all over the globe. It's a blessing to do so. But watching people be so lonely. I wrote a post about this the other day. I remember a friend of mine telling me she felt so lonely. And I was like, lonely? You live in a city with 13 million people. How in yeah. the heck do you feel lonely when you're literally <laughs> surrounded by 13 million people? I'm like, that sounds like a talent to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would feel overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> and and all it was was she was missing the connection that you're talking about here. She was missing going out and sitting down with someone and saying hello and asking them now how their day is and building a genuine relationship. not Not a transaction, and, and, and you know, it can mm-hmm. become transformational, but just the true, true relationship, just caring about another human and knowing they care about you and, and knowing that you're building that connection is so powerful. Now, in building a relationship, what would you say a key to your success is or a key to someone's success if they wanted to go out and build a, a relationship with someone? So,
1: okay, so key to a person's success. Um, I think it's it goes back to you know just one, one understanding that you know that you know there are times where you know you're not going to be able to you know connect. It's not always easy connecting with everyone, um, it, and it's not always easy you know building relationships. And I think it's 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 something that's hard, and it's it's a type of transformation that you know you can't count you know on your fingers, or it's not qualitative and it's not quantitative, really, in my opinion. So I think it's really about being persistent and being intentional about these things. Um, Like, for example, even in our clubs, we teach students that it's not random acts of kindness, it's acts of kindness. Because things like building relationships and, you know, transforming people's lives, you have to be very intentional every single time you do it. And for you know for the person listening and saying, "Okay, why do I want to do this? Like why? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the how and the what, but why, and this is this is what I tell students at my conferences I say, "Hey, life can sometimes be like that scary movie, and if you're not weird, you would not like to watch a scary movie by yourself. You need those people around you. so as you as you know for people listening, as you go out and you build those relationships, just know that you have to be intentional. And that it's not always going to work out. But like my wow factor, it's about your outlook. Did this not work out or did you learn something new about the person that you tried connecting with? Hmm. So it's just persistence. I believe persistence.
0: Persistence knowing has power. It's not
1: going to work out, but it's exactly, exactly. That knowing it's, hey, it's not always going to work out. Things are not always going to go your way, but that's okay.
0: Keep nudging forward. Stay focused and believe. I like it. Hmm. Now here's a question. Our final question. What's one actionable tip we can leave with other people listening right now that they can go use to experience the success in building these kind of relationships, these kind of connections in their life?
1: One actionable tip. I think it's... You know I, I want to. I just want to do a challenge real quick. Mm-hmm. I challenge you or, you know just anybody, anybody listening, right, just to, wherever you're at, go approach someone, <laughs> sit down, and ask them about their life. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them their interests. And I believe that, you know, in our society, people don't do this anymore. And people are very scared. So this action step is, you know, Stepping out of your comfort zone. That's the, that's the action step. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Because life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So just get up, get out. Go sit with someone. Go sit with someone. Instead of, you know, going through the drive through go inside. See if there's anyone there sitting by themselves. Grab your meal and offer to sit with them. If they say no, that's okay. But just know that you're being intentional. You're being persistent. And that's how change happens
0: I love it I love it it actually happened to my friend the other day she went to go get lunch somewhere by herself she grabbed her lunch she turned around there were no tables open and there was a guy sitting by himself. and she looked around and was like okay that's the only chair open she walked up and she was just asked can I sit with you I, I need to eat my lunch and and I'd like to sit down and he was like sure and they ended up having a four and a half hour conversation and became friends. Yep. <laughs> and it started as the only seat available, but ended as, Hey,
1: they're really cool and they like each other. They're kind of, it's kind of neat. Exactly. And I think when we step up and we step out, we'll be surprised by the relationships that we can form and the people that we can meet. It's so very true.
0: So, Here's a question: If people like what they're hearing here, and they say, "Wow, how do I get involved?" Uh, either I'm in school, my kids are in school, my friends are in school, they want to get involved with this, or even they're out of school, but they're like, "Hey, I like what you're up to." Where can they find more?
1: So, what I would say is, if if it's a parent or teacher or a civic official or a person, you know, a person with a child or knows a child. I would recommend I would recommend visiting bestrong.global and nominating a student rep. And what we do with the student rep is we work with the student every single month in three key areas: advocacy, awareness, and acts of kindness. So advocacy. So now we have students writing letters to different civic officials telling them about the work that they're doing in their school, not only telling not only telling them about the work that they're doing, but inviting the these different civic officials, to come to the school and dine with them. So now what we're doing is we're putting students in the power seat. And then so the act of kindness portion is now we're challenging them to do a different act of kindness in their school every single month. And it can be something as simple as opening the door for 10 strangers and just smiling at them or something as, all right, this month, we, we challenge you to go to, you know, your first responders and, you know, bake them cookies or bring them a gift and just telling them you appreciate them. And the, the awareness comportion, they just create a short video every month to, to show us what they're doing in their school and how they're creating change in their community. And we believe by empowering these students, this is how the issue of, you know, bullying, suicide, all, <laughs> mental health, this is, I, I believe that this is the solution because students are becoming the champions of this change. And, you know, just visit bestrong.global and find out more information. And not only that, we have our app, you know, with, you know that teaches people life-saving resiliency skills. So maybe you're not a student, but maybe you, you're dealing with mental health and certain things like that. We have all of those resources free to the school, free to the parent fee, free free to the person that may be going through those difficulties, it's all on there for you. And then if you'd just like to connect with me, my handle is just Dennis underscore Estimon,
0: Which is E-S-T-I-M-O-N. So it's D-E-N-I-S underscore E-S-T-I-M-O-N. Well, Dennis, thank you, sir, for joining us. Thank you for doing such good things in the world. I appreciate it. I applaud you, and I'm excited for everyone to tune in and listen to this.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of
0: course. Thank you for sharing so much. Now, for everyone who's tuning in, we believe that sharing is caring. We like caring people around here. So if you know someone who needs to hear this message, if someone who is a student, who who needs to go to bestrong.global and learn more and get involved, someone who is a parent, a teacher, Uh, a civic official, please share this with them. Like we said, we like sharing and we like caring people. So please share and and make sure they hear this message. Uh, And uh, I look forward to seeing you all next episode.